Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Uh, still have some uh, turkey left over. Any of you? Ham? Anybody bring any stuffing or anything? Nobody? Come on. I was expecting to see more than bagels this morning. I'm like, probably see some cranberry sauce or something, but no, not so lucky. Well, good morning. As we start this morning talking about hope and uh, Advent, I can't begin to express uh, to you this morning how excited I am for our church to, to dive into this journey of Advent, to go together through this path of awaiting for a king or preparing to... Uh, invite Jesus into our lives on our every day to commemorate uh, what has happened and to await for God's return again to earth and as a, as a, as a mighty king, as a, as a, in, in power. And so, if this is your first time that you're hearing the word Advent, or that you're going through something like this, or that you're experiencing what this waiting period is before we experience Christmas Day, I want you to know that it's the same for me. And all of my... Uh, walk with Christ, uh, all 14 years of it, <laughs> I have not ever gone through Advent. And so if you sit here today, I'm like, I don't know what this is about. I've never heard it. Uh, I'm not qualified because I haven't gone through it. I'm there with you. And the great majority of us are there with you. And so uh, I want you, rather than to think of it that way, I want you to engage your heart and your soul in what God wants to do through the next four weeks as we speak of Advent and the different aspects of Advent. Because I've been there too, and I, I can't be, I'm so excited because I could see how this could permeate through my home. I could see how could this, uh, this, could, this could permeate through my relationship with others. I could see how this could build me up, and I can't wait for you to showcase this growth uh, through your villages, in your personal life, at work. I can't wait to see what God will do in these four weeks that's going to prepare you to go out there and be hope, peace, joy, and love. For somebody else. And so if this is your first time, I'm there with you. Let's all start this journey together. And today we're going to start with hope. We're going to start with hope. And we're going to turn to Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2. It's going to be on the screens for you. And this is going to be our anchor text for today. Uh, We're going to go to some other texts. But Isaiah here paints a picture of what hope looks like. It says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. A light will shine. See, most people understand hope as a wishful thinking. As in, I hope something something will happen. I hope I get this. I hope I'm able to do this. But that's not how the Bible uses the word hope. That's not the biblical understanding of the word hope. What the Bible means by hope is that hope is confident expectation. Our hope is not something we just think might happen. It's something that we know will happen. And we are confident not because of what we think of it, but we are 
confident in it because of who said the things that will happen in our lives. Because what the Bible says and assures us through the promises found in the word of God about our lives. In other words, you and I already know how this ends. You and I have been able to get an idea of how this is all going to end. So you and I have an end into this. So that's what hope is. It's confident expectation. Confident that if I don't see it the way I think I should be seeing it, I'm still confident enough that God is in the midst of this and that God is working it out for good. That's our hope. And that's the real hope. See, what we just read was prophesied about 700 years before it came to pass. Over in Matthew chapter 4. And part of those years, 700 years, were the 400 years that we... um, Scholars call the 400 years of silence from when Malachi last spoke to the people of Israel until the, the birth or some people put it to the birth of John the Baptist as, a, as someone that, that was a foreshadow for Jesus. But in those 400 years, there was uh, so much happening, so many changes politically, government wise. Uh, the people of Israel were under uh, many multitude of Whoever wanted to come and conquer them pretty much did so. And so they were just uh, going through thick and thin. They were just going through a lot. It was just changing was happening. Change was happening. It's a little bit like today. It's a little bit like today where the world is not what it used to be. Okay? The world is not what it used to be. And so this 400 years, the people of Israel held on to the promises of hope. And they went through moments where their temples were ruined. The Holy of Holy at one point was desecrated and was used for pagan uh, worshiping. And through all of that, hope still remained. Generations have heard about what God had done for other generations. How God showed up for their forefathers and they kept on holding to hope. They kept on holding to the idea that God had not forgotten about them. They knew that light was going to shine. They knew Messiah had been promised to them. And they were waiting for it. See, hope dawns on dark days. It is in dark days when we find out what our real hope lies. It is in darkness when you and I find out what are we hoping for and where have we put our hope on. And some of you may find yourself in a dark moment today. And may I tell you that that's okay? It is okay to find yourself in moments of darkness. All of us are going to go in and out of moments of darkness. But hope shines through the darkness. Hope is always present. See, God holds out hope for those who need it the most. Sometimes it is the darkness of feeling far away from God. You haven't heard from God. You, you, you just, you, your prayers are not going anywhere. Uh, you want to read the Bible, but you just don't find the time. And when you find the time, it's just, it's just not penetrating your heart, your soul. And, and it seems like God is silent. But in the midst of that darkness, God still at work for you. God is still holding out hope for you. God is still working on your behalf. And so the people of Israel understood this. And there was a remnant that stayed devoted 
to holding their rituals and to reading the word and to keeping the word of God in a safe place. And so the moments of darkness can become despair if you and I are not careful. See, darkness is not despair. But it can become despair. And despair is just the premature anticipation of the non-fulfillment of what we hope from God. Despair is when we say, you know what? That which God has promised to me is just not going to happen. Somehow I just screwed up so bad. Somehow I'm just falling away from grace. Somehow I'm just nodding his eyes. Somehow he just doesn't love me enough. That that thing that I know he promised for my life and my family is just not going to happen. And waiting could do that to us sometimes. If you're anything like me, I don't like to wait. I am very, very impatient. Matter of fact, I don't like waiting so much that I would rather... If I say to you, Chip, is there as a witness? If I say to you 11 o'clock, I'm probably going to be there at 11 or 5. Because I don't want you to ever make me wait. So I will wait so that you don't make me wait. It, it doesn't even make sense. But what happens with me is that when I'm waiting, then I try to find an answer. And I try to come up with my own answer or fix the problem myself. And I walk away from God's design for whatever the situation I'm in. But despair could easily walk into our lives if we do not understand that hope dawns in the darkness. That God is never so far away from you that you can reach out to Him. That He's as close to you as your next prayer. That your breakthrough, that moment you've been waiting for, could be as close as your, your, your next amen. That God hasn't stopped working for you. He has not stopped Getting things done for you. It's because of that that hope gives purpose to the moments of darkness. Our hope gives purpose to our moments of darkness. Our hope in Jesus gives purpose to our moments of darkness. Here's what Galatians 4.4 says. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. The people going through the 400 years of silence couldn't figure this out. They, they probably had forgotten about this. They probably said, you know what? This is too long. There hasn't been a prophet in the land. We haven't heard from God. We keep reading the same things over and over. And I just, I'm just not getting anything new from it. I, I, I just can't see how reading it for another... We've read it for the last 50 years that I can remember. I don't know if we're reading it for another 50. is going to change things. Little did they know that God was weaving the story. God was preparing their hearts. God was preparing history for Jesus to come into our world. He was preparing the scene. He was preparing the political aspect of things. He was preparing who was going to be in power. He was preparing his people's heart to receive Messiah. And so you and I sometimes could become a little hardened by the waiting. During the darkest moments is when we know where true hope lies. Hope is produced by endurance through suffering and is the inspiration behind endurance. That is just a great... Hope is the inspiration for endurance. 
The only reason why I have endured through some of the things that God has allowed me to go through is because I know my hope is in Jesus Christ. And if you sit here today and you, you still don't know what that's like, you haven't committed to put your hope in Jesus, well, this is a great season to do so. Because you, you're going to be able to hear the whole story of how God planned to send his son. He, it wasn't just something by chance. It wasn't just like a last minute thing like, oh, I guess nobody else could go down. Jesus, you got to go. No, no, no. He loved you so much that he decided to. Here's the picture that I think of when I think of God sending Jesus for my sake. I just picture the father going through like his most expensive for me, it would be watches because I like watches. And he's like just, just looking at his collection of watches. And, he's, and he just goes to like the one that, man, I just, I pay so much for that one. It's like one out of one. Nobody else has it. And he chose that one to sacrifice it for me. You'll say, well, how you can compare Jesus to a watch? It may be something else to you. But that's literally what the father did. He took his most prized possession, his son, and allowed him to come to earth, take human form for the sake of our hope. For the sake of giving us hope today. Hope to you that may not know him. Hope to you that may not have put your hope in his hands. For those of us that know Jesus, that follow Jesus, that have decided to follow him. It is so great to have him as our hope. Because every time I try to put hope in the things that I could produce, I'm disappointed. Time and time again, when I've tried to put hope in the things that I could control or produce, I'm disappointed. But not with Jesus. He has never once disappointed me. He will never once disappoint you. See, this week... As it usually happens with people that prepare to speak, you probably be tested in something that you're going to speak about. Um, and I'm so glad that I don't stand here and just speak to you about things that I have mastered. Because I'll probably be talking about two subjects only, or maybe one, because I don't think I've mastered too many of them. So I'm glad that God allows me to speak about things that I'm still working through. And early this week, it was just one of those things that I've been waiting for a long time. And, and, and more than once, I've... I've, my wife and I have gotten to the point where we're like, yes, it, it's happening. And it just takes the next left turn and, and just goes the other way. And, and Tuesday was just a day where I got reports about something. And just, I just got into this gloomy situation. I just, I, I tell you what I did. I, I just went to sleep. My wife had to go do something. I'm like, just go do it. I'm just going to go to sleep. Hope was not my main dish that day. Hope was not something I was even thinking of. Hope was not something that if you even came and told me, hey, there's hope for your situation, I don't even know that I wanted to hear about hope. That's how dark it got for me. See, but here's why I say, here's why I say that hope gives purpose to the moments of darkness. Because it took someone like my wife... To come to me and remember something we mentioned on Sunday. And look at me in my face and say, Geraldo, will you do me a favor? Like, I know how you, I, like, I don't even know what's happening with you. I know what you said to me, what happened. But, but you're just acting, it's just, it's, this is bad. 
Would you do me a favor and be thankful in every situation? She said, be thankful, not for the situation, but in the midst of the situation. And that word of hope just just lit something up in myself. Just my spirit just came alive. And I looked back and, and it, it was like if I took a step back and I saw that darkness. I'm like, like, how did I allow myself to get there? But you know what? Darkness was about to become despair for me. And it probably did for a few moments. But I was asleep. I, so I can't tell you about that. But hope gave meaning to the moment of darkness. Hope gave value to the moment of darkness. I came out of that stronger. I came out of that thinking, I'm not going to allow situations to deviate me from what God has said. I'm not going to allow situations to hold me back from the hope that I have in Jesus Christ. I'm not going to allow situations to bring me down so far down that I'm no longer hope given. And so if we're not careful, we just went through Thanksgiving and the shopping season has started, okay? And, and if you look at the news, people are like going to blows over TV and Xboxes. And uh, it's just like, it's like madness has started. Okay? And sometimes, because we are in a dark place, we would much rather be so busy with the madness of the world than to cling to hope found in Jesus Christ. And I just want to give you a word of advice. It's okay to go shopping. Matter of fact, if you want my sizes, I'll give them to you later. Okay? You're welcome. Bring it on. But what I don't want you to do is to miss the point of these four weeks. That hope today means that you don't have to be held back by darkness. You don't have to be held back by whatever situation you're dealing with. It may be in your marriage. It may be a relational. It may be with your kids. It may be at work. It may be something you're bound by that nobody else knows. It may be an addiction you're dealing with and nobody else knows. I want you to know that there's hope in that. I want you to know that even the one thing that you are so ashamed of, hope will give value to that. Because on the other side of that, you'll be able to look back and say, my hope in Jesus, my rock, my savior gave me hope. And you'll be able to then help others that find no hope in the same situations you are in. How great is that? How great is hope? Hope will give value to your moments of darkness. It's not a good place to be at. Okay? I hate taking naps. I took an eight-hour nap that day. It's not good. I wasn't myself. Had a loud... Stuff from the outside to creep into my heart and my soul and rule the way my behavior was going to be. But hope said otherwise. Hope came shining strong and devoured darkness and took darkness away. See, hope is fundamental, a fundamental component of life that many are in need of. So many people around us are without hope. So many people that we come in contact with are without hope. And so we think that, that maybe there's something that we could do for them uh, financially or there's something we could do for them in any other areas. And all those things are good. 
But without hope, none of that has any value. Because whatever you help someone with is going to be over tomorrow. It's going to finish in a week. It's going to be over the moment you leave their house. But when you give someone hope, when you direct someone to the hope there's found in Jesus Christ, that's everlasting. That hope has no wearing down. That hope doesn't go away. That hope is forever. Consider this as you encounter people in your life in the next seven days. How can I transfer hope to their lives? It is essential. The people around us are dying without hope. Because so many other things are offering hope. Supposed to be hope. I saw a commercial for Golden Corral. If you like Golden Corral, don't hate me. Okay, My kids like it too. And he said something about eat your way to happiness. I'm like, what? Eat your way to happiness. I'm like, what? And you know what? Someone listened to that. And that meal or that all-you-could-eat moment became their hope. And became their happiness. And so that's what the world is doing. It's giving people moment-by-moment hope. But not everlasting hope. And you and I are carriers of hope. You and I have Christ within us. The hope of what? Glory. The hope of things that you and I cannot imagine is within us. And so I want you to consider that. Hope is fundamental component, it's a fundamental component of life that many around us are in need of. Many around us are dying without hope. It's no coincidence that when Chip and I were talking about the Lake Worth area, he asked me the question, what do you see the need in this area is? We're thinking about a name. And, you know, my kids have, like, very nice names. One of them was, like, uh, Church of the Bible of Jesus Christ with Mary and Joseph. My kids have, like, superb names. And I'm like, if we get one of those names, full house, first day, done. But as I walked around my neighborhood, I saw that people had things. I saw that people, majority of them had jobs. They had kids. They had a family. But the one thing that I couldn't get for certain that they had was hope. There was hope. But here's the thing about hope. Hope is not, lack of hope is not just perceived by, hi, how you doing? Lack of hope is perceived by investment into someone's life. Being able to get dirty down to the mess of someone's life to find out how much need of hope there is. And so we, we said, yeah, hope, hope, hope green acres. Like, that's, that's what they need. But mostly everyone you come in contact with. And maybe some of the people sitting next to you today. Need some hope. Advent is a journey of hope. And this is why I'm so happy about doing this Advent thing. It's new to me. 
I had to go back in my dictionary and look for the word Advent. I didn't want any of you to ask me what it was and not know the definition. So I got the Webster, I got the Bible dictionary one, and I got the Catholic one. So <laughs> come at me, whichever way you want to come at me, I got you, okay? But <laughs> Advent is a journey of hope. Advent is the fact that you and I are taking a step back to concentrate our thoughts, our energy, and our mind into what it really means to receive Jesus, the Son of God, as our Savior. To remember that we were given that great gift for our salvation, for our eternal hope. But beyond that, you and I live a life of Advent because we are awaiting the coming of King Jesus. We are awaiting the day when he will come and reign over the world. We were waiting the day when he will come in power and suffering will no longer be. And he will come in power and his reign will be placed on earth and he was going to rule and he's going to be all powerful, almighty. And you and I will no longer have to make excuses for who he is. We're going to see who he is for real. You and I will no longer have to sell who he is. He's going to show up. He's going to show people, show the world who he is. And so I'm excited about that. Starting the year with a mentality that you and I are in expectation of Jesus showing up. That the changes we see around us are very similar to the 400 years of silence. Stuff is happening. Stuff is happening that speaks of a Messiah needing to come and fix this. Are you holding out to hope this morning? Are you holding steadfast to hope this morning? If you're not, that's okay. I was there Tuesday. And you know what? I wouldn't mind going there with you this morning. Because I love you. Because I know that the hope that's in me is not just for me. It's for each one of us. Because I know that in community, as a family, you and I could be hope for each other. Because I know that the same words that f- flowed out of my wife's mouth that day to spark that light in my heart, to spark me out of darkness, to kick me out of darkness, is the same word that God has placed in each one of us for each one of each other. I know that. Because it is the Holy Spirit taking care of us. It's the Holy Spirit saying, you know what? You, you're part of the family. And, and hope is not something that you just grab Take and no hope is always there. Hope is always shining. In your darkest moments, hope is right there. The hope of Jesus never walks away from you. Tell me who could separate you from the love of Christ? Nothing. Nothing could separate you from the love of Christ. And so as we go into Advent today, first day of hope. As we think of hope, hope produces joy and peace in our lives. Hoping the return of Christ is the basis for believers, for us to be able to purify ourselves today. There's no other basis for us to do what we do. But the fact that we hope on the return of triumphant Jesus, we know that he'll come again. We know that he's close by. We know that we're going to see his coming. And that is our hope. So as we wrap up today, two questions I want to ask you. 
How are you going to be hope to others this week? And the second question I want to ask you, if darkness is choking out hope in your life, allow us as brothers and sisters to come alongside you and spark your life out of darkness with the word of hope that God has placed in our hearts. Because you and I, as carriers of hope, have work to do. We have people that we have to showcase hope to. Would you stand and pray with me? Father, thank you for the hope that we find in your son, Jesus. Thank you for preparing our hearts and Thank you for using this next four weeks, Lord, to help us grow spiritually and to prepare to rejoice as we celebrate the, 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 the birth of Messiah and as, as we prepare our hearts for your second coming. Father, would you allow those under a cloud of darkness right now to allow others to speak words of hope into their lives? Lord, would you just remind us of the hope that's found in Jesus? Would you remind us that all the circumstances may be long-standing, they're not going to last forever. Also, circumstances may look difficult and unworkable, Lord, that you are working them out for our good. That you are weaving the story of our lives still yet, that we're not done, and you're not done with us. If you find yourself in darkness this morning, I'm going to ask you to trust God and take a step forward and allow me to pray for you. I want to pour into you the hope that God has poured into my life. Hope is here. Hope is here. And he wants to dethrone darkness in your life. Father, would you shine the light of hope as bright as ever into this lives, Lord. Father, whatever it is that's choking hope in their lives, would you would you deal with it today? Would you give them a new and exciting view of what hope is? Will you recharge their spirits, their minds? But above all things, Lord, may you get the glory when, when they become hope bearers to others. May you get the glory when they are able to help others that may be going through the same darkness they're going through. Father, if you did it for me, I know you could do it for them. And so I trust you that this is happening as we speak right now. 
the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I thank you. Amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.